Hello world, welcome to Africa. Let's talk. My name is Carlos Kofiopon. You can call me Mr. Beyond. Tonight we are hosting the African Men Against Domestic Violence Forum uh, under the support of Pumulani, Minnesota, African Women Against Violence. And uh, this is in recognition of the October Domestic Awareness uh, Month. And definitely in October, it's a big month for domestic awareness. The theme for tonight is how to build healthy homes and uh, families and, of course, healthy uh, relationships in the African community. The painful reality of domestic violence actually continues to afflict families and relationships within the African communities in the diaspora. And according to several researches and reports, incidents of domestic violence abuse in our communities is very real and very rampant. But mostly they are actually kept very, very quiet on the silence and the perpetrators continue to wallow in their act. Uh, you hear phrases like, what happens in this house stays in this house. And at times that we also hear phrases like, we are likely to lose the respect the community has for us if they hear what is going on. And these phrases, unfortunately, has made the issue and the discussion of domestic violence a near taboo discussion uh, until, unfortunately, some of these domestic violence issues result in the death of a partner, uh, like what happened with Barbara uh, Tome, a Ghanaian who was actually shot uh, by her husband, who was a pastor. And uh, actually, he's still a pastor. As an African man in the diaspora, I would like to change the narrative and confront the daring issue of domestic violence in our communities. So tonight on the panel, I have with me uh, Mr. Michael Fundugala. He's an attorney at the Fundugala and Kickham LLC, as well as Reverend Dr. George Ataba. He's the head pastor at Glory House International Church. I also have with me Mr. Curtis Bell, Sr., an IT account manager. Uh, Mr. Sam Imwangi, he is an executive director of the Global Fatherhood Foundation. And I also have the pleasure of hosting uh, Kefan Walanjo, the founder of Wanda. Gentlemen, uh, you are welcome to the forum. Today, like I mentioned earlier, we're talking about uh, building healthy homes and relationships and uh, this is the African Men Against Domestic Violence Forum. If you join the conversation, please do me a favor, share the video, invite your friends to be part of this conversation. And if you have any questions or you have any contributions, you are more than welcome to leave them in the comment box as we delve into the main conversation for today. Gentlemen, once again, you are welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
All right. Thank you so very much. And I would like to begin with you, uh, Mr. Michael. And uh, the question I would like to ask you is, what uh, is your view of domestic violence uh, in the African community, especially from the perspective of you as an attorney, please? Yeah, domestic violence in our, the African diaspora community is real. It's present, it's ongoing. Mm. Uh, uh, it's happening in our community. And as we see, from time to time, we hear these reports of uh, women being killed because of mm -hmm. uh, this uh, domestic violence. Uh, there are so many reasons for it, which I believe we're going to go into today. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want to say that it's real, it's here, it's happening. Wow, that's interesting. And of course, I also want to take from you, uh, Reverend uh, George Ataba, as a pastor in the community and a community leader, uh, what is your view of domestic violence? And even if you can also attempt to mention what are some of the reasons that this issue keep happening in the community? Well, thank you so much for the honor given to me to be part of this forum. Mm. Uh, like the first speaker said, it is very true without argument that domestic violence exists in our community. And talking from the theological perspective as a pastor, I will say that more often than not, these incidences are covered up. So mm -hmm. we don't talk about it. And the African culture is such that we cover a lot of things, but the Western culture has exposed us to speak out, to be open. And so I believe that uh, men are abusing their wives and children and either uh, verbal abuse or emotional abuse or even physical abuse. So it is actually going on. But we can't say it because for people who are church people, they think that it is a sin to betray your family. That's wow. another one to add to it. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Once again, this is African. Let's talk. My name is Colin Scofiopo. You can call me Mr. Beyond. Tonight is the African Men Against Domestic Violence Forum. And this is actually supported by Pumulani and, of course, the Domestic Abuse Project, DAP. And we're actually coming together as African men to talk about how we can build healthy homes and relationship because we are definitely against domestic violence. And I have the privilege of speaking with these gentlemen about the situation with domestic violence. Mr. Imwangi, please, if I can bring you in at this moment, would like to know from you, even uh, as the executive director of the Global Fatherhood Foundation, <laughs> uh, what, is, what is your view of domestic violence? I know you have been uh, <laughs> advocating for men, but then the woman, it's very clear that domestic violence, <laughs> a big chunk of it comes from the men. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for the invitation. And uh, I believe uh, this is a good panel we have put together and uh, discussing about domestic violence uh, in our community. Uh, to me, uh, domestic violence is a growing disease uh, which impacts on African communities, uh, regardless of uh, race, uh, religion, or class orientation. Uh, mm -hmm. I be, uh, then also there's a belief among us or people, uh, like you said before, what happens in the house stays in the house. Mm. Now, behind those closed doors in our homes, uh, a lot is happening. Uh, men and women are fighting. Uh, the violence goes unforeseen. Uh, it's untreated. And of course, it's unchecked, uh, Mr. Collins. Our, mm. our, again, again, I want to say this. Uh, our African community in diaspora is very busy. We are mm -hmm. hustling. You know, we are, we are hustling, we are, uh, we are 
we are looking for a career, we are investing, uh, we are educating our kids. I mean, we are making money, but we live a fake marriage life. Mm. Now, as fatherhood advocate, and I'm standing here to say enough is enough. Wow. Enough is enough. We need bold women, especially even the men who are here, to speak up. We need to engage our community. We need to push the narrative that domestic violence has to stop. We need to engage more policymakers. We need to engage the care, the care providers. We need also the survivors to come on the table. The biggest mistake I see sometimes, we bring survivors on the table. But also, mm -hmm. we should also be able to bring the perpetrators to the table so they can yes. be able to, to understand what these survivors they are going through. Another thing also, I want to say mm -hmm. this, we can correct these injustices of mm -hmm. violence by creating a safe space and also encouraging again. I'm going to say again, we want each and everybody. It doesn't matter your career. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. Let's come to the table. Let's be bold enough to speak for the first time and say a no is a no. Enough is enough. All right. Thanks so much. Once again, this is Collins Kofiopon. You can call me Mr. Beyond. And we are talking about African Men Against Domestic Violence Forum. And this is on the theme, Building Healthy Homes and Relationships. Well, Angel, and of course, Curtis, uh, I think I would like for, for you to pick it up from what you believe uh, is, is the major causes or underlying factors uh, of domestic violence in the community. Well, uh, let me go first, Curtis. Mm -hmm. um, Hate, hate, jealousy. Mm. You know, I mean, uh, when you think of domestic violence, you uh, you ask yourself the why. There's a big why because uh, when you uh, domestic violence mostly happening with couples. When you get married, you get married for love, mm -hmm. and when you start abusing your wife, is hate. Is because of jealousy, and it's, it's. I mean, I don't even know why this domestic violence exists. If you're gonna mm -hmm. get in a relationship. So I look at it as, I mean, I don't understand the why, you know, unless we can figure out the why, uh, being that we all get married because we promise our wives and our women that we all love them and we were, were supposed to protect them. And then we get in the house and start abusing mm -hmm. them. It doesn't really make sense. So mm -hmm. what is going on? That's, uh, I mean, I don't even understand. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 quite mind-boggling because especially with the story or the the mention of the lady Barbara, you can imagine you can see all the beautiful pictures that a husband and wife were posting on social media, yeah. and to think that the same man would uh, months down the line shoot the wife uh, seven times until she died. It's quite interesting, uh, Mr. Curtis uh, Bell. Please, uh, which part do you want to pick? The causes to this, uh, or just your view about it, please. Well, I'd like, just like to start with just my view, and, and thank you for the opportunity to sit in on this on this uh, uh, panel of esteemed gentlemen talking about this important issue. This mm -hmm. is not a, I wanna just say that uh, this is not just an African issue. It's not just an African-American issue. It's not just a Caucasian issue. I think this is a society issue. Mm. You know, we all have experienced domestic violence. Domestic violence comes in so many different forms and affects all cultures. and. It's, you know, something that we need to unlearn how to do, how to be, we need to unlearn the authoritative abusive relationships mm -hmm. uh, and start to have nurturing relationships. You see, when purpose is unknown for a relationship, abuse is inevitable, you wow. see, because abuse is just abnormal use. And mm -hmm. what 
once men start to realize, and women start to realize their purposes, what they were created for, as Brother Rolando said, that men are, we're supposed to be loving to our wives. We're mm -hmm. supposed to be nurturing to our wives. That is that when we become married, we are part, we're together as one. How can one hurt what you love? That's like hurting yourself. Right. So, you know, you, you have to realize, men, that we, we just need to make changes and mm -hmm. no purpose that women were designed for us, with us, but also they also have their own purpose that God has given them too. Mm -hmm. And it's not to be abused, it's to be loved. Wow, that's amazing. Once again, this is Africa Let's Talk tonight. Is the African Men Against Domestic Violence a Forum. And we are speaking with community leaders in the African community, a selected community leaders in the African community. And we are hoping to actually entrench this conversation and bring it back a couple of times because we want to keep talking about it. We want to make sure that uh, the conversation is actually uh, dealt well in the communities that we live in. I would like to bring you in, uh, Mr. Michael Afundugala. Actually, we are now talking about how the abusive men should be seen and treated. Of course, in your situation as an attorney, uh, has the way we have actually treated the perpetrators, has it been enough? And in what ways can we actually bring these perpetrators to book? Yeah, I think, I think it's not been enough. Uh, always the men have always had a pass on uh, abusing their women. We may have to go back to our history where, where we came from. Mm -hmm. uh, we grew up seeing the man being the uh, the disciplinarian in the house, the one who was the breadwinner, the one who had all they say. Mm -hmm. Now we come to America and we have a different uh, value system here. Right. Uh, equal relationship. Okay. The woman also works and the woman also administers discipline, also can run the house. So we start mm -hmm. seeing clashes there from our culture and our upbringing. And then uh, most often the blame falls on the woman rather than the man. The man, yes. We end up blaming the woman and, and the man goes scot-free. So uh, we need to start taking responsibility with the men. We mm -hmm. need to own them. And then we need to look at what the core problems are. Now, from my perspective, when I deal with these issues with people who come to consult with me or confide in me, mm -hmm. I see issues relating to insecurity. Mm. Always the man who is insecure. For instance, the woman is making progress at her job or is moving mm -hmm. up academically, and then the man becomes insecure in this uh, in that uh, the woman is progressing more than the man. And this belief we have in our culture that the man has to be dominant now comes into conflict with the woman now becoming dominant. And wow. now the man wants to exert his own authority, and mm -hmm. typically that ends in some kind of abuse. And abuse is always in different ways. It could be verbal. It could mm -hmm. be non-verbal. I mean, our African men are good at being silent. <laughs> <laughs> and that's right. sometimes it's abusive to the woman because you're not mm -hmm. communicating. It could be emotional. And then the physical one, which we've seen recently. Yeah. Um, what I see, apart from the insecurity that I see, is, is that fear of loss. They mm. may become afraid that they may lose their wife because the wife now is dominant maybe having a job that she needs to travel be out there in security as i said comes yeah. in fear of loss comes in and then the other piece uh, is that community part the community expectation mm -hmm. that we, we the community has for for couples uh, yeah. the fear that if the community knows that they're having trouble at home 
or if there's a divorce, the shame and all of that. These are all factors that play in bed. I think the men need to stand up, be responsible, know that it's an equal relationship. There's nothing wrong in a woman leading. If mm, all there's leading, nothing wrong in a woman leading. Yes, there's nothing wrong with that if it's all in the interest of our children. Because if you look at it, why are we doing all of this? Yeah. For our children. For our children. So it all benefits the family. Hey, it's good. And everybody will be having fun. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Michael. But of course, uh, we, are, we are also looking on, on the part of uh, we as a community and how we should treat them. So I'm happy you mentioned that we men, we have to own up and stand up. Uh, I would like to bring you in. Uh, Mr. Bell, please. <laughs> how should the community? So for example, if we find out that a certain man has been abusive to his children, to his wife, how should the community treat them? Well, thank you for asking. And I think that there's several ways that we could uh, treat the, this situation. I think rehabilitation is important. Once it's been identified that there's abuse problem, rehabilitation should be sought. Um, and if it can't be sought voluntarily, it can be uh, or court ordered. Uh, but I think um, at this time and age, you know, if you just spank your kids incorrectly, it's maybe viewed as abuse. And if you get caught up in a, in a legal situation, it has to go to court. Mm -hmm. and it truly is uh, abuse, then we should prosecute to the full extent of the law. Mm. And as a community, though, we could do things like, um, you know, I, I believe in repentance and forgiveness. And long as there's a change, if there's a change and, you, and there's uh, progress being made, okay, we can, we can start over. But if yeah. that doesn't happen, and uh, what the community can do is post on social media um, to gain support from the community. Now, mm -hmm. I know, you know, social media gets a bad rap sometimes because people put bad things out there. But, you know, I mean, bad people need to be brought, you know, to the subject of, uh, light as well. All right. Thank you so very much. Uh, Mr. Walangio, so does this also thing about uh, we treat, you know, how we are dealing with the abusers? So, for example, if an abuser is a pastor and, uh, you know, our community has a lot of tolerance. So now how should zero tolerance in this case look like? especially when some of these abusers as pastors are still holding cler clerical uh, positions and titles. Should they lose it, for example, in your view? Uh, in my view, pastors, uh, I mean, pastors present themselves as men of God. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you take that position as a pastor, uh, it's a responsibility. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you have to face the consequences. Mm. If, if you're found being an abusive husband as a pastor, what kind of, uh, I mean, what are you teaching your congregation? You know, the congregation has to learn from an example. Mm -hmm. If you're not teaching them a good example, if you're in a pastor and, you and you're found to be abusing your wife, you should step down. Mm. I mean, you should, you should let somebody take the lead because uh, you're not a good leader. You wow. know, you're not, uh, I mean, you, we, we need strong families. We need... Um, we need to build strong families. Strong families should not, uh, husbands should not be abusing the, the wives and vice versa. And mm -hmm. uh, as Mr. Mike said, we, uh, is, there's nothing wrong with the woman being a lead in the household. In the household. Uh, we, we come from a, a background where um, men are in control. And then we get to a background where and every, anybody can be in control. We anybody can be in control. That. 
if if you don't learn how to if we don't learn how to deal with the fact that if you don't learn how to deal with the fact that your woman can one day be your boss mm -hmm. then, then you you don't deserve to be in a relationship right i'll come back to you i'll align you but then uh, there's an important point you made and i would want to check it back with a reverend Atuba. uh clearly uh, well, I just hold the view that, for example, if a pastor, a clergy for that matter, is found to be in an, uh, being an abuser in a relationship or in the domestic way, uh, he has to resign and his position and title has to be taken off him. As a community of pastors, how do you take this view? Yes, I think uh, what my brother said is, is true. As a matter of fact, um, I will extend it beyond just the pastor to imams mm -hmm. and to rabbis and to right, all community right. leaders and managing directors. Once you're in a leadership position or you represent God and you are abusive person, you should be held accountable. Mm -hmm. But the issue now goes back to people who are close to this leader and people whom he or she is abusing. They mm -hmm. fail to talk. They also fail to see the warning signs, you know, because uh, this thing, I think uh, Mr. Bell said that it extends beyond ethnicity, culture, religious affiliation, and even political boundaries, you know. To become an abusive person, I see it as something that is embedded in the person right from his template, especially men. What we see influences us and coming or speaking as an African man and leader, I want to see that a lot of a lot of men are not fathers. Mm -hmm. This is where the issue is. In growing up, fathers from the other side of the ocean will say, as a father, you don't have to be close to your son. There should be a gap between you and your child so that right, you right, should right. respect. So a lot of fathers who have fathered us were not mentored and were not fathered. Mm -hmm. And so they have taught us and what we assume to be the male figurehead is what we are also exhibiting on the outside. So to answer the question to Kadi Short, I want to say that if a pastor or church leader is in abusive relationship or is, is supposed to be abusing people, the person should be held accountable in the first place. You should be spoken to. You should go through anger management class or whatever uh, rehabilitation for him to change. Mm -hmm. If not, I agree. The license or color should be revoked because it's a very bad example of leadership. All right. Thank you so very much, Reverend Dr. Ataba. Once again, this is Africa. Let's talk today. We do, we have in the forum on African men against domestic violence. And the theme for tonight's uh, forum and discussion is building healthy homes and relationships. If you join the conversation, please do me a favor, share the videos, get your friends to see the video. If you have any comments whatsoever, you can also share your comments and your feed and we'll be more than happy to actually uh, read out your comments. I would like to bring you in, Mr. Imwangi. Uh, you, you are dealing with fathers and, of course, father figures in the community. One thing I want to know is we want to be better uh, men. We want to be better fathers. And, of course, we want to be better husbands. How do African men, how should we check ourselves and, of course, our and others in their thoughts, our words, and deeds uh, when it comes to dealing with women? Uh, is there any way you want to prescribe some uh, good ways we can handle this? <laughs> well, 
Uh, well, let me say this. Uh, I am an African man, and I, I will say this. African women are the most beautiful people in the whole world. Actually, in the whole universe. Wow. Also, also because I'm married to one. True. You are married. Okay. Along the professional level, I work with African women in our community, like Andelima Seitati, uh, Lena Namoya, uh, Comfort Dondo, uh, Pastor Florence Maina, so Alfred Daniel. So uh, as a fatherhood advocate, I support global or community conferences that set up ambitious targets to, tra mm -hmm. to transform the lives of women across the world and also across our community. Now, let us look about 20 years ago now, our African women, they're very successful. Uh, they have got good education. In fact, actually our, uh, our women, they have got uh, more degrees than men. Mm -hmm. And actually, if you go to some household, they are household breadwinners. So mm. again, uh, so this creates a very good conversation here yeah? because we need uh, to, to extend these conversations and include more men and women so uh, we can be able to, to, to seek and talk about the obstacles these women they are experiencing. Remember, I have a daughter, and mm -hmm. one day she's going to be a mother. So mm -hmm. when you start these conversations early enough, we are creating progress. And when right. a, a community, there is progress and success and success, a community thrives well. Mm. Wow. Thank you so very much. Yeah. And uh, of course, even in extending those points to now, how African men, uh, how can we nurture and how can we support and protect the dreams of uh, our spouses or of African women without feeling threatened? You know, because throughout the conversation, one thing stands tall that anytime the woman seems to be taking up certain positions of work and of course, in terms of money and income, the man feels threatened. I would like to bring you in, uh, Mr. Michael uh, Fund Fundungala. So in your view, uh, the reality is that now women are earning as much as men are earning. Uh, women are being leaders and women are actually becoming more powerful in terms of uh, the societal uh, responsibilities and community responsibilities on women. In dealing with them, how can men nurture and support these without uh, feeling threatened in the process? Okay, I, I think the way to do that is for the, the couple to share information, share uh bank accounts one thing i see and i've advised in my community that i see here is that the man has a separate bank account and the woman has a separate bank account and again some of these things are things we brought from back home right the man does not let the woman know what he or she, uh, he's doing uh, mm -hmm. and, and so manages the money and the way he wants to in this case now the woman is dominant he's making more money than the man mm -hmm. uh, but the way you resolve that is if you share information and you share mm -hmm. your bank account you're a couple and we're doing all of this, as I mentioned before, for our children. Why is it that you will not be able to share what you make with your with your spouse? Mm -hmm. Because most of these issues come typically when there, there are money issues. Right. <laughs> so if we all share and everybody knows what is going on and is being managed for the interest of the family, a lot of these problems will, will go away. Mm. And, and, and then support your women. The, the men have to support the women. Mm -hmm. you should be a proud man. Again, back home, we, we used to be proud. Right. Our parents used to be proud of their wives when when they were doing doing things in the community. It was not so much about the the wealth part, but again, it's the same thing. Be proud of your woman. Be able to uh, sh showcase her or show her out there and mm -hmm. and make her uh, grow in her profession. It all ends up benefiting the family. So we got to support the woman. Now the other piece is mm -hmm. that 
we got to look at the woman look at your spouse as the mother of your children if our african men can turn around and look at that woman as the mother of your children you're seeing your mother yes you know how we respect our mothers right so give that respect to your spouse if you look at your spouse as the mother of your children rather than just looking at her as a spouse or this domestic servant or whoever that's just sitting there to cook you food or, or do things mm -hmm. in the house but when you look at her as your mother you give her respect you assist yeah. her in whatever needs to grow your family Wow, that's amazing. Once again, this is African. Let's talk. My name is Colin Scofiopo. You can call me Mr. Beyond. Uh, Mr. Curtis Bell, I would like to bring you in. Uh, me, uh, uh, Mr. Michael Fundungala has actually prescribed some really, really important measures of how we can support and nurture uh, women. I would like to also bring it to you. In what other ways uh, can we make this a reality? Well, thank you again. And, you know, I, I kind of agree with what has been said. You know, the guy's got some really good examples. The things that I would add you know, is not only to just share information, you know, what, what has been spoken, but mm -hmm. be totally open and honest. One mm. thing men don't do or don't do well is to sit and listen to their wives. You know, wow. we need to pay more attention to what wives are saying to us and not just think it has to be my way or no way, because that's old. That doesn't work anymore. Um, be supportive of our women and help to encourage them and to empower them to be who, you know, what their talents are, use their talents. And if it's to bring more uh, finance into the home, accept that, okay? Mm -hmm. um, God did create, you know, uh, order. And he and He said men was the head of the house and women are there to support them. You know, right. areas of the home where I, as the head of the house say, honey, here, you can take care of this. You have the gift, you have the skill, you have the knowledge. You hear this, but this is yours. I'll accept that. Mm -hmm. But there things I want to part with, and, and then I'll, I'll turn it over. There are three things that men need to learn how to get better at, and that's communication, communication, sex, and finances. Those are the mm. three areas that we typically have the most problems in a relationship. If you mm -hmm. can learn to balance your opinion with hers, you can make this work. And then it's, it's not always just your opinion. Wow, it's not always just your opinion. I would like to bring you in, our Angel. I mean, you are into business, and uh, you've uh, you've been married for twenty two years. And now we're talking about how we men can support women. How can we nurture and allow women to flourish without feeling threatened in the process? Well, if you want your woman to flourish, leave her alone. You know, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a concept of control that mm -hmm. men have just because you're married to a woman you don't own that woman mm -hmm. um one thing we we fail to understand is that before you got married to that woman they had their life they had things they also have needs yes if you can learn how to navigate around her needs mm -hmm. and still be there for her you can instill in her the love that she cannot get anywhere mm. let her do her thing you, you guys are already married. You guys love each other. Mm -hmm. just, just the fact that you guys love each other. Um, I mean, if you if, if I love you and you love me, uh, mm -hmm. as Mike said, have a joint bank account. That's a good thing. Have a joint bank account. That's a good thing. But now, when you have a joint bank account and we're coming from Africa, a woman is coming from, uh, a woman is a breadwinner in your house and mm -hmm. is a breadwinner in her extended family. Do you, I mean, you, she has other problems that we right. don't know, you know. So as a man, 
do your part. Mm -hmm. Man is supposed to be a protector. Mm -hmm. Man is supposed to protect the woman regardless of how or, or how successful that woman is, regardless mm -hmm. of how educated that woman is. If a man loves the wife and do everything that the women need men to do stuff for them, it's not mm -hmm. the other way. You know, the woman is going to leave you to go to another man who's going to do the things that you're not doing for her. Wow. So <laughs> protect, leave that woman to enjoy her life. Mm. And come back to you. When you start giving her rules and telling her how to live her life and she makes more money than you, you know, she has a bank account. Right. You come, you come back home to an empty house and you start asking yourself whatever happened mm. to the relationship. Wow, so, that that's amazing. And again, these are the realities of our time. Thanks so much. Yeah, for this is real. It's real. Yeah, it is very true. And again, yeah. like I said, uh, with time, we're going to build on this conversation and talk about the real issues that are actually happening that we have for so long a time uh, been very quiet about. Thank you so very much, Mr. Walanjo. I would like to bring you in, Reverend uh, George Ataba. Uh, this is a very critical situation. Of course, has, is there a correlation between how the Bible expects men to do and, and, and behave and, of course, nurture and help our women be better in such a way that we do not feel threatened? Yes, I, I, I believe so. In the first place, I think a lot of people don't understand marriage, relationship between a man and a woman. First of all, couples must understand that we're both created in the image of God. He created right. a male and female. And if that is the understanding, and the reason why we get married is love. I have, over the years, learned to define the word love by having my own acronym. The L stands for learn. Men <laughs> must learn. We have to learn a lot about women because there are a lot of things about women that we don't know. <laughs> and so we have to spend time to learn from them. The O simply stands for openness. We have to be open, frank and fair, not hiding things. The V stands for value. We have to, we have to respect their bodies, respect their differences, respect their uniqueness. Mm -hmm. we, we, we have to actually respect them, honor and value them. And the E stands for exposing yourself to one another. In the garden, the Bible says man and woman were both naked and they were wow. not ashamed of themselves. Mm -hmm. A lot of men are ashamed of their weaknesses. In the African culture, a man doesn't have to cry because right. men right. cry. No, we have to be vulnerable, you know, before our spouses. So I think the way forward is people should go through counseling. People should go through workshops and seminars because a lot of men of African descent are lone rangers. We are in our own world. I heard from someone that if you've never been to somebody's garden, mm -hmm. you never know that there are better vegetables in somebody's garden than your own garden. So we think that what we saw back when the first generation uh, immigrants came, you have to put food on the table, put a big towel around your waist, fetch water for you to pass mm -hmm. the bathroom. All those things are gone. Now this is a new era. So I think men and women must be mentored they have to go through counsel if it is a legal issue the lawyers are there if it is emotional and psychological and spiritual issue the pastors are there so we have to learn and this forum is one of the great tools of throwing more light into how we can help families avoid the time bomb they are mm -hmm. sitting 
And I also want to say, women and children, please, if you see warning signs, talk. <laughs> if you see warning signs, the video about the pastor you just made reference to in, in Florida, there were a lot of warning signs, warning signs that this shouldn't have happened. So mm -hmm. if we have warning signs, we people must talk. Wow. That's what I want to add. Thank you very much, uh, Reverend Dr. Ataba. I, I see uh, Mr. Mwangi, please. You may also come in with regard to how we can support our women. And then we would move uh, to the points of uh, our sense of entitlement and egos when it comes to the woman's body. Because that is also one area that men we feel that when we get married to a woman, we own her body. And there has always been a lot of confusion leading confusions are uh, leading to a lot of great, great uh, disparities. So please, if you may come in on the previous subject of how we can so, support with that feeling uh, threatened. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say thank you again for all the panel uh, uh, on your comments. Those comments are very, very important. And I hope all the global men, our community men, they're looking at this uh, forum because you are going to benefit a lot. What I can say is uh, our African Women Progress has, no, has not only survived uh, intense crackdown, but it has grown and flourished. Mm. But how is this? I, I believe that living in diaspora, I've seen a coordinated gender uh, effort where both uh, spouses, they do a split career, a divorcement, they go to school, uh, there's a balanced work schedule, and also uh, 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 households, uh, this household, they're raising family. So people are working together, and this should continue when, you, when men and women work together, there is progress in the community, there's progress in the family. Uh, but also as a leader, and a community leader and a fatherhood advocate, I believe that our women should have the same education opportunities as men. And also as men, we need to raise uh, a generation of young men who respect women. Mm. Very, very, very important. Men, uh, who respect women. Thank you so very much. Who respect uh, women. Yes, uh, a couple of comments. Solomon Wonderfresh says, hello, Africa, let's talk. Thank you very much, so Solomon. And of course, Jacob Gibbs uh, says, thank you for sharing, brothers. And uh, definitely, Anas, you're also watching. Thanks so much, uh, guys, for watching. Please continue to share the video. Let's invite friends to actually see the video, even when we are done with the, today's broadcast. Remember, this is the African Men Against Domestic Violence. A theme is building healthy homes and relationships. And this is another support of Pumulani, uh, uh, Minnesota African Women against domestic violence and we are doing this as part of recognition of the october as the month of domestic uh, violence awareness month if you join the conversation you are more than welcome to leave your questions and before uh, we come to the end of the conversation the last part of this conversation today has to do with how do we put our egos in check and of course our sense of entitlement when it comes to a woman's body uh Unfortunately, I was listening to a conversation yesterday to something, a woman who is cheating. And the reason is that the man has never taken the time to understand her body. So she had no other option than to step out of her relationship. And that is some of the unfortunate conversations going on. I would like to begin with you, uh, Mr. Curtis Bell, please. Uh, how do we, men, uh, put our egos and sense of entitlement in check? Well, I think it's important. It's already been said, you know, that the men, you know, really need to value how we need to value women, our women. If mm -hmm. you're married, if you're in a married situation, you need to realize that you are now one and that men, that is your body. You know, the woman has her physical body, but you all are tied spiritually together and you mm -hmm. are to love and nurture that woman and show her the beauty and how to behold her beauty. Let right. her show her beauty, not Nancy's. Don't keep your clothes on. We're not talking about that. 
but we're talking about helping her to beautify herself. If she needs her hair done, if she needs her nails done, any braids, whatever it is, make her feel good about it. Mm -hmm. um, men can do small things like uh, uh, wash your feet together with her and rub her feet. You know, the women love the touch. You know, I've been married for 40 years to one oh, woman. Oh my goodness. One woman. Yes, three boys biologically and adopted five girls. Now I'm living wow. in a house full of women and I understand the touch that they need from a man to show them that they are valued. They don't need an outside man telling them, uh, calling them the B words or other kind of uh, mm -hmm. derogatory terms, which the media does and, and guys at their school or their communities do. But I need to reinforce that that is not them, that they are value and we love them and appreciate them and they don't have to listen to that. Right. Wow. That is amazing. Thanks so much for your submission about how we should actually care for the woman's body uh, instead of having the sense of entitlement and of course our egos. I'd like to bring you in, Walanjo, please. Uh, this is a very uh, sensitive area as well. Uh, are we doing it right? How can we do it better? We can uh, we can actually uh, do it better if we. Uh, I mean, when you are when you're in a relationship, as uh, uh, my friend uh, Curtis said, mm -hmm. you know, you guys are one. You know, there's um, there's there's a lot of respect. Mm -hmm. You know, women go through the things that women go through their body that men don't go through and men don't understand. Mm. As I earlier said, because you're married to a woman, it does not mean that you own her. Right. And no is a no. If a woman tells you that, no, you know, mm -hmm. say no. I mean, if you beg and she say, keep saying no, don't force, just beg. Mm. And be very, very nice when you're begging. Maybe you have a, you, 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 you'll be lucky. That's what my <laughs> wife tells me. <laughs> you know, don't go uh, forcing yourself and disrespecting her in that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, um, uh, Looking at that video that uh, you mentioned earlier, I mean, if you mm -hmm. see how that uh, guy treated the wife, just mm -hmm. ramshackle her. I mean, leave the woman alone. Come on. If yeah. somebody doesn't want it, they don't want it. Mm -hmm. You know, respect the woman. Do you remember when you used to, when before you got married to her, do you remember how you treated her? Right. You know, all those things that you did to get her. I mean, if you can take all those things and put them back into your relationship, mm -hmm. you know, you know, so there's something about marriage that I don't understand. Hmm. When you're dating a woman, you do all these things for her. But once you walk down the altar and put that ring on her finger and go home, it becomes World War Three. You guys, hmm. it's not. And then now you might, I mean, the pastor always says something like, now you married happily ever after. That is bullshit. I mean, excuse my language, but so, <laughs> hey, if you can go back <laughs> and say, hey, let's just live as we used to be mm -hmm. we're dating and I'll be treating you exactly as I was treating you and mm -hmm. buying you all those nice things because I wanted to get you. It's mm -hmm. like when you get the woman, now she doesn't even, she's no more valuable. Mm, unfortunately. Yeah, she just, you just treat her like dirt. You just, you know, you, you don't care more about her. You just, I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm, trust me, I'm, I'm, tell, I'm talking from experience. And I'm, mm -hmm. I can tell you that, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm a victim. I'm not, I'm, I won't say I'm a victim. I did, I mean, when I got married, well, before I got married to my wife, I, mm -hmm. uh, 
I treated her the best, but after I got married to her, shit, I was like, oh, you're already in my house. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were, you were, you were the, the typical uh, African politician. We understand that during the campaign season, uh, now, now you win the elections and you don't really. <laughs> and you don't forget about everything. And then, but then she, she told me that, you know what, this is how it's going to do. She wrote the things that I needed to do to her. She wrote them down. She said, look, if wow. this is going to work, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, or I'm out. Mm. You understand? And, and so, did, it, did it help, actually? It helped, you know, and mm. it just it, it brings you the, the fact that you have to understand your woman. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, your, it's, your woman is like your mom. It's like your daughter. I mean, those yeah. of us who have girls, we, I mean, when your girls come to you, how you treat them, and then uh, your mom is like an African mother to a man. Mm -hmm. It's like the ultimate. Forget about an African father. Africans don't, African men don't really care much about their father. It's about <laughs> their mother. But then mother, you take yeah. somebody's daughter or, 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 or your wife and treat them and don't think, I mean, uh, my friend Mike uh, said- well, well, I have to, uh, if, if you can wrap up on that point for me, but yeah, you, you can, can actually give your last example again. The, that's good. That's good. I mean, that's that's uh, we, we just need to okay. respect the woman's the women. Body. I mean, our ego should not let us just run wild. We are we're, we're the head All of right. the household. Okay, yeah, thank so. you very much. I would like to bring you in, uh, Mr. Uh, Michael Fundungala. Uh, I know you're an attorney, and uh, 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 well, I mentioned that a no means no. Uh, at what point should it be critical? And do we stand the, the the chance of actually finding ourselves at the wrong side of the law when we do not stop, when the woman says no? Yes. I mean, especially in this uh, society, mm. uh, um, if a woman, uh, people seem, seem to forget there is rape can happen in a marriage relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's not only rape in a situation where the two people are not married. The rape uh, can happen in a marriage relationship. So if the woman mm. says no, it's a no. Like Mr. Wineland just said, fine, you can beg. <laughs> Maybe she can she can give up, but if she says no, it's no, and you cannot force it. Right. Uh, and uh, things may go wrong, and if things go wrong, you, uh, the man always ends up uh, with the with the bad side of it because there's no way you get out of a situation like that. The law is very clear on it. Mm -hmm. But again, talking about the issue of uh, our ego and uh, our sense of entitlement yes. and how mm -hmm. we treat our women, uh, we got to treat our women with some respect. Right. Know your woman's body. Know what she needs. Know how to approach her. Take your woman out. Pamper her if you need to. African men do that a little bit. We go to parties. We let our women dress. But there are a few things we don't do well. We don't compliment them. I mean, mm. uh, we, we we don't really uh, help them to bring out their beauty. Sometimes uh, African men don't want their women to be beautiful outside. <laughs> we have some culture like that we have some yeah. culture from what uh, people who are muslims and other things mm -hmm. uh, we tend to hide the beauty of our yeah. women it's only you who has to see no but mm -hmm. giving your woman that exposure makes her confident mm -hmm. she comes back home treats you well and treats the family well so we got to respect them it's not there's nothing wrong in in in, in massaging her taking her out and doing those things that would help her uh, be comfortable and you to be comfortable. So we got okay. to treat them more respect. Yeah. All right. Thank you so very much. I would like to bring you in again. Uh, no, uh, Mr. Imwangi, uh, please, uh, if you can also sure. share your thoughts on this particular subject. Well, uh, this is very important. And uh, like, like I said again, uh, being a father, uh, being a father and married to an African woman, 
I think uh, it's how you treat a woman. Uh, for instance, I, I tell men, uh, mm-hmm. whenever you have a day off, please take that woman to work. Uh, mm-hmm. I tell men again, again, uh, when you go to church, go to church together. Don't stay at mm-hmm. home and watch football or soccer. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Another thing, uh, again, uh, you want a good sex from a woman, start early, you know, in the morning, keep a call to her, ask her, how's your day going? You know, those small things, they add value oh. to the marriage. You know, yeah, you keep on, you call her in the morning, you so ask her. Be just she, at the moment when you yeah. want it. <laughs> no, she calls you. No, you have to prepare her. You know, women oh. are not, yeah, women, they're not like a microwave, you know, they're like a micro, they're like oven. They take, they take some time to take it. They take some time. They want to hear some mm-hmm. good things. You know, believe me. So she comes at home from work. You prepare some some water for her. You prepare a meal for her. You know, and hey. and that's why you wonder why Mr. Cartel is forty years old. You know, he has oh, wow. his marriage. You know, <laughs> so and we are learning this. And, but also the most important thing I, I want also to be mentors to a young men. Uh, mentors to a marriage. Uh, mm-hmm. Marriage young men because young men they are struggling. They don't know they don't know these things. How we, how we make this marriage work? Let's mm-hmm. be open. Let us talk about uh, how we do it so they can be able to learn. Another yeah. thing again, we need our our pastors who are here. We need more marriage enrichment. The last time I went to a marriage enrichment was four years ago. You know, mm. so what I do, I go to different churches out of state. I take my wife and we go and we because I wanted to benefit also. But yes. we need to have our own here at our church. At and our church. Should, at our okay. churches and also in our community. And this should be, this should not be only for, we discuss about our Bible. No, let's also incorporate other things. You know, mm-hmm. let's bring psychologists, you know, let us bring uh, bring uh, uh, information which can help these perpetrators. Because right. I know some of these perpetrators, they, they have been raised up in a families where there's violent. Mm. Yeah, they've been, and, and psychologically and emotionally, they, 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 they're not at peace. Right. So this would create an opportunity for them to learn. You can be able to get resources for them. They can be able to connect them to these resources, and which resources can make them even more better men okay. uh, and women. So okay. when you have when you have a, a good when you have more better men and women, that means that a family will thrive, and uh, and this domestic violence will go. You know, I don't okay. like it, but you know we have to discuss about it. We need bolder yeah. men and women to discuss about this. Indeed, and we are actually taking a step thanks to Pumulani, uh, domestic uh, African women against domestic violence. Uh, Reverend uh, Dr. Ataban, please uh, on the topic of how. Uh, men should put their egos in check and, of course, a sense of entitlement when it comes to the women's body. Uh, what's your contribution, please? I think uh, a lot has been said. The lot I want to chime in is that, uh, for me, I think a lot of people don't understand the institution of marriage. Mm. That is the whole thing. We marry because we are of age and we want to marry. We marry because maybe a parent will say you are of age, you have to marry. That is why I believe that people should actually go through a kind of counseling for them to understand the relationship in which they are about to enter. When you go to First uh, Corinthians chapter 7, there are scriptures there telling us that the, uh, the, the man's body does not belong to him and the woman's body does not belong to him. And then also when you go to Ephesians, it says that the man is the head. And so to just add a little to what has already been said, what I want to say is that men should actually understand this institution of marriage. Mm-hmm. They should listen. They should listen. They should communicate. They should not think that they have power over another human being, and for that matter, your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the speakers said something very insightful, that in courtship and relationship, a lot of women enjoy that relationship because 
you are so nice with them, but you don't force certain things on them. But the moment you get married, some people, the way they talk to their spouses, they talk to their wife, they will never talk to their colleagues at workplace. Mm. The only thing I want to add to this is that, you see, if the Bible says that the man is the head, take your head, for example. I have my eyes, I have my ears, I have my nose, I have my mouth. And so <laughs> men, you, you, you have to listen, the ears. A lot of men don't listen. Mm. Please be gentle with your wife and listen and listen beyond words. We have to listen beyond words and facial expressions. We have to be sensitive to their needs. Sensitive. And then, yep, we also have to smell. You know, your nose is there for you to smell. So you can easily smell that mm, something is not right. <laughs> that is the little, I just want to add that for us to be able to enhance our relationship and make this thing work to become examples to society, I also believe that we have to start working on children. We have mm -hmm. to start educating the boy child and the girl child. Because mm -hmm. if we tackle it when they are young and tender, they'll be able to grow with it. Oh, wow. so this is a little piece of advice I want to ask. Man must right. listen and be gentle. Absolutely. Thank you so very much, Reverend uh, Dr. Ataba. And of course, in concluding, I would like to give each of you panelists at least 30 seconds uh, to, to bring your concluding remarks. I would like to begin with you, Mr. Curtis Bell, please. Yeah, thank you. And in my closing comments, I would just like to say I want to thank you, Mr. Beyond, and all the men on this panel, as well as Fumilani, for giving me the opportunity to speak here. And one thing, a couple of things I would say is that Having the awareness of a problem that exists provides an opportunity for you to change. Mm -hmm. right? So you gotta understand, I need to identify that there's a problem there. If we can't be a part of the solution, that you, you then you fail to identify that there is a problem. Mm -hmm. So in order to be a part of the solution, you got to identify first that there is a problem. Thank you. All right, thank you. For being here tonight. Thank you very much once again. And of course, our Lanjo, please, your concluding remarks. Walanjo. All right, then I would like to come to you, Mr. Imwangi. Well, I want to say thank you again, Mr. Collins. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Pumani uh, uh, Domestic Violence uh, Unit. Uh, what I want to say uh, behind... Well, uh what I want to say, behind closed doors in our family, a lot is happening. And mm -hmm. I think we can be the voices. We can amplify our voices and encourage the victims to speak and uh, the perpetrators to seek help. We should not stop now. Again, to the pastors, uh, I'd like you also to encourage, before those men and women, they get married, uh, ask mm -hmm. them one question. Ask them one question. Did you date? Dating mm -hmm. is very important and, and is very important because that is when they're able to figure out uh, if they are the, the uniqueness of each individual. You, fig you figure out the character, you, you figure out that this person wants and they need. So it's very important we date because right now we live, we live in a society whereby sex happens every time. You know, men and women, they do, they do the sex. And this, we should be able to speak against it. You know, date, date, date without sex. For, for six months, also one year, so you're able to understand these women. Because I believe going past that, those if they, if they tend to get married, the marriage is going to work. And thank okay. you again for building these health homes and relationship. All right. Thank you so very much, Mr. Sami Mwangi, the Executive Director of Global Fatherhood Foundation. Uh, Mr. Uh, Welenja, please, uh, if you can also come in with your concluding remarks. 
Yes, sir, uh, Mr. Beyond, thank you very much for putting this together. Thank everybody that is in this panel today. Uh, I mean, I believe that everybody that is in this panel today is against domestic violence. Right. And I want to honor everybody. I mean, uh, when you reached out to me to choose people to come to this panel, I, I had to search for people that I know that I believe in them and I right. can really look up to them because um, we have to look up to those who have been in marriage and ask them how it works. Mm -hmm. You know, those two, we think they're genuinely in love with their wives. I mean, we can see uh, one of the uh, participants said we have eyes, we have senses, we can mm -hmm. see, we can smell and we can do all this stuff. L let me tell you, trust me, domestic violence is not good for anybody. If, no. you, if you're thinking of beating your wife or thinking of just get out, it's, it's, it's better to get out than to hurt somebody's daughter or to hurt somebody's child because your wife is somebody's daughter. It's, mm -hmm. it's a very bad thing, and we as a community, we have to look for solutions to get we have this. To look for solutions. Yeah, we have to look for solutions to tackle this problem. It's a very huge problem. Mm -hmm. You know, it hurts yeah. me too much. Absolutely, yeah. and and I stand your passion about it, and hopefully, uh, this conversations will ignite that uh, forward movement in terms of looking for solutions. I would like to come to you, Mr. Michael Afundugala, please, if you can give your closing remarks as far as this conversation is concerned. And of course, you've been an attorney. If uh, people who are probably going through uh, some of these uh, problems, they would like to reach you, you, you may also indicate how they can get in touch. Okay, so yeah, thank you for this uh, forum. I hope we have more of these kinds of uh, discussions about what is happening uh, to us and our families mm -hmm. uh, so that we can all grow. Uh, we need the women. Mm -hmm. We need the women in this fight for the men. Uh, women, if you have a husband who is abusive, give him one chance. Mm -hmm. Seek help. If he cannot seek help, the next time you are out. Don't stay in this relationship. If a, a man puts his hand on a woman, that man and goes to counseling or some suggestion is made for you to seek help and the man does not, that man is not going to change. We saw in that video how many times the family members and other people come to tell her this is not working, but she kept believing in the man. So we need women in this thing uh, in order to be able to resolve this problem of domestic abuse. If the man cannot go to the help that you're asking the man to seek and then the man continues to do what he's doing, you got to get out. Got okay. yeah. there's, uh, there's life to be lived. Yeah, we cannot stay in there and kill ourselves. And it's happening a lot to our women. Uh, thank you again. Uh, hopefully okay. we'll do more of this. Absolutely. We'll definitely be doing more of this. Uh, Reverend uh, Dr. Tabo, of course, you already spoke extensively about uh, how we have to do better as men. Uh, what will be your concluding remarks uh, for this conversation, please? Yeah, in conclusion, I want to say thank you again for bringing us to this forum. And then I want to say that prayer, as a pastor, prayer has its place. So women and children who are being abused, please seek help. We have legal help. We have uh, counseling. We have uh, psychological counseling and, of course, prayer too. So don't pray and pray and pray and pray, but seek help. Seek I also help. want to say that uh, if, if you were a man, Please check your uncles and your aunties and those in your families. If there are signs of people abusing others, then you know that it is just a matter of time. You will also snap or explode one of these days. Mm. And so men must also check themselves once a while, call and begin to reflect upon your uncles and your extended family members. And then if you know that you have anger problem, seek help. 
So six, like the last speaker said, men and women must seek help. Professional mm -hmm. counseling, not just prayer, prayer, prayer. I believe in prayer, but prayer has this place. Wow, thank you, guys. thank you very much. Thank you so very much, Reverend. And again, uh, coming from as the clergy, it's very important because several times we have actually hidden behind the Bible and, of course, uh, the, the whole thing about church to hide some of these uh, very critical uh, situations. And I'm happy for your concluding remarks. And, of course, to each of you gentlemen, a big thank you to you all uh, for being on the program. Definitely we'll be doing this again because we, as African men, we are definitely against domestic violence and we will continue to let our voices to be heard. But I truly appreciate all of you for being on the forum tonight have a good evening thank you thank you and of course to all of the viewers who was able to watch please keep sharing the video and get your friends to see the video and uh, let's actually carry this conversation forward because it's important that we need to create and build healthy homes and relationships and that is the only way we can actually have a very uh, flourishing and prosperous community to, to live in even as Africans in the diaspora to Pumulani and of course domestic abuse project a big thank you for helping put this together and of course the production team here at African Let's Talk, led by Ethia, a very big thank you for actually putting this together. To everyone else who was able to join the conversation, remember, this is important. Let's keep carrying this forward. And also remember that October is the Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So let's continue to talk about domestic violence and let's continue to talk about how detrimental it is to the well-being of the community, especially among the African community. My name is Colin Skofiopom and a very big thank you once again to everybody who was able to tune in. Continue to share the video and until we come again tomorrow actually with another exciting edition of African Let's Talk where we're going to be talking about uh, how to actually unveil your passion and of course unleash the passion and of course the potential in within you and I'll be doing that with Mrs. Um, Mrs. Rosemond Sapon Owens. Uh, she'll be on the, on the program tomorrow and to talk about it. We'll also be talking about her new book that has just come out called The Apples in a Seed. Good evening and have a great night. Mm -hmm.